We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky uh, coming to you. Uh, we haven't got any snow yet, Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's coming soon. <laughs> That's where we're going to be heading down to St. Louis real soon. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm up here in, in Minnesota right now, uh, and you're down there in the, the beautiful south. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, warmer climes. Uh, you're in St. Louis, Missouri, at least warmer than Minnesota, I suppose. And yeah. uh, yes, yes, uh, here at Ascension Lutheran Church. Uh, where I serve as pastor, uh, Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, uh, here in Wrestling with the Basics. Yeah, so we, we uh, welcome all of our listeners, and actually what we're doing is we're going to kind of continue uh, on on the uh, story that we had uh, last week. Uh, in fact, Matt, do you want to just briefly tell people what was going on? Uh, what, what's the, the context of what we want to talk about today? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. So this is uh, the final week of Jesus, you know, ministry, right? So yeah. this is what we call Holy Week commonly. Uh, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Uh, there's been uh, a crowd that has greeted him, of course. He's cleared the temple um, because it was full of money changers. And then what we talked about last week is how then the Jewish authorities, especially the chief priests and the elders of the people, uh, are really questioning, who is this Jesus guy? What authority does he have to do all these things? And so as Jesus is teaching in the temple, they come up and they, they challenge his authority. Uh, Jesus makes them look dumb when he <laughs> asks them a question about John the Baptist and they can't answer. And uh, it just kind of shows their lack of authority as these so-called religious leaders. Um, so that's where we're at, John. Um, these, these Jewish leaders still questioning who Jesus is, and now Jesus tells a series of stories, of parables, that, that deal with a number of topics, but a deal, deal pretty pointedly with their doubt of who he is and what authority he has. And, and what I, I always found interesting is, so yeah, they, they come in here, yeah, by what authority do you do this? And like you say, he, he flips the table on them, asks them about John the Baptist, shuts them up. Wow, wow, how embarrassing for these leaders of the Jews to say, well, we don't know, <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but what, what surprised me is then Jesus continues the conversation because he knows they don't really care about him. They don't care about what he's teaching. They're just looking for a reason to, to accuse him. And I'm thinking at this point, why doesn't Jesus just walk on out of the temple and go talk to the Galilean pilgrims who are excited to see him or shouting Hosanna? It always puzzles me why he continues uh, to, to address uh, the, these Pharisees and these, these scribes and these priests. Do you have any idea about that, man? Why would he even waste his time yeah. with, with these people? Well, I think uh, two thoughts come to mind. One is, I think there's more than just them listening, right? Okay, So okay. Jesus is here, and uh, he's in the temple, um, and uh, he's teaching. So we see that in Matthew 21, verse 23. So uh, he's teaching the temple. So, you know, got to assume people are listening to his teaching. They want to hear his teaching. And so I think as he's talking to them, the, the crowd's listening in. And I think the crowd's really wondering, well, what does Jesus think about these, these Jewish leaders? You know, how does he deal with them? You know, 
Uh, how is his message or authority different than theirs? So maybe it's a teaching moment, too, for those who do have open ears to, to listen to Jesus. But then I, I kind of just think, too, that, um, you know, in terms of, you know, um, still talking to these Jewish leaders, you know, it's just, I think, compassion, too. Um, you know, I, that, that picture that the Bible gives us of uh, Jesus weeping over Jerusalem and uh, the city that killed the prophets, and yet, boy, I've, I've longed to gather to you as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, you know. So I can't help but think that even in their rejection of him and questioning of him, that Jesus still has a, a love and compassion, uh, even for these, these Jewish leaders who are seeking to take his life. And I really like that answer, Matt, because you're right. He is speaking to everybody there. He is speaking to us. Okay, that's well, yeah, that's for us to realize. Yeah. No, no, it's not. He's talking to those Pharisees and others. Uh, um, but, but yeah, I really agree with the second part because it's interesting that that in the, the lectionary, the, in the lessons that have been set up for us to deal with on a Sunday's basis, it's interesting that one of those lessons was from Ezekiel, where where God says, "I don't desire the death of anyone." Yeah. So isn't yep. that something? Even even the people that he knows are going to kill him. That that's the only reason they're here is looking to a reason to accuse him. But he doesn't even want them to die. And so I think you're right. I think this is a a powerful example of his compassion. Well, what I'd like to do is is look what he says then. And and thank you for framing that. It's what he's saying to the the, the priests and the the, uh, elders. And in fact, later on, uh, Matthew acknowledges they finally get it. They finally understand he's talking about them. But I think you're right, he's talking to us too. So if you don't mind, I, I, could you read just the whole thing, verses 28 through 32, this little parable that he tells after he's already shut them down? Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. do. I, you know, and the, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, John, because I think that this is a, it's, I think it's a challenging parable um, for us to unpack. So anyway, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So, okay, here we go. Um, what do you think, Jesus says? Uh, A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind, and he went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. I'm I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there, Matt, because now you've you've got a question to pop into my mind I want to ask you. And what happens next is I think Jesus kind of frames who he's talking about when he's talking about the two sons, okay? But but I never thought about it before. So so Jesus tells the parable, and then he says, so which of the two did the will of his father? And and the text says, they said. So who's who's the they there, Matt? And I honestly don't know. Is it is it the 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 the, the uh, other people, the the Gentile pilgrims who are there in the temple to celebrate the Passover, or is it? Is it the, 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 the priests and the elders? Do you have any I, well, thoughts? I mean, I, I think it could be both, possibly, but I tend to think it's the priests and the elders because of the next verse. You know, okay. Because then Jesus, boy, you know, he says, uh, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and prostitutes will go into the kingdom of heaven, of, of the kingdom of God, before you. <laughs> you know, so I kind of tend to think it's the, the religious leaders that, you know, he, he then makes this shocking, I mean, absolutely shocking statement uh, for those who heard at the time. That yeah, that the the, the prostitutes <laughs> are coming in before you guys. So I, I kind of tend to think maybe the Jewish leaders. Um, he's yeah, you know, just because of that next verse. I yeah, and and now that you said that, Matt, I agree with you completely. In fact, 
I think that's a pretty definitive answer because he, whoever may have said it, he's obviously again responding to those Jewish leaders. All right, well, why don't you read that? Read read the rest of yeah. that verse then to to the end of verse thirty two. Yeah, but they're, they're certainly not the only ones who heard that. And I again, I'm yeah. sure the crowd gathered were shocked when he says that. So yeah, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes will go into the kingdom of heaven, uh, the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed in him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterwards change your minds and believe in him. So, so oh man, this is just all falling together, Matt. Thank you for your, your, your referencing there. Because who, who is it there is the tax collectors and the prostitutes? They're, they're not there in the temple. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be allowed in to a yeah. holy place. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but man, I, I never realized how powerful those words were to all the pilgrims that were there. Can you imagine if someone would come and say of you, well, you know, prostitutes and tax collectors are going to get into heaven before Pastor Matt Clark does. That would make you feel real uncomfortable, wouldn't it? Yeah, if and you know, and, say that in your church. Yeah, and service? then to say that like in front of the whole congregation, yeah. right? You yeah. Know? So they're not just talking to me and, and you know, yelling at me on the street, but I mean, in front of you know the congregation here at Ascension that kind of views me as a religious leader, right? You know, their pastor. Um, boy, that would be shocking for them to hear, and and you know, think how that would make me feel too. <laughs> you know, uh, the the conviction that might come with that, or maybe anger. Who knows? You know, what were these Jewish religious leaders thinking? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a dramatic scene, John. You're right. Well, and 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 see, anger is where I was thinking. No wonder they're getting. If they weren't angry at Jesus before, you just said that prostitutes and tax collectors are better than us, and you said it in front of all of our people. Yeah, wow. in the temple. In the temple. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. All right, let's go back to the parable, though, because that's what we want to wrestle with. What What is the parable? Who are... Yeah. Well, okay, let's just talk about it. So who's the man here? Who do you think the man is, Matt? Who would you say the man is? Who's so, the man? Yeah. Who's the man? Yeah, I, I mean, I would think, uh, you know, the God, I would say, is right. the man, the father in this case, who has these two sons. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, see, to me, that's that's the coolest thing here, because every other parable we've had has been kind of a worker relationship, right? So you had a parable about laborers, and, and we had another parable about that. We'll have a parable about people who work in the vineyard, farmers who work in the vineyard. Uh, but But we need to remember the real relationship we're talking about is a relationship between a father and his children. Right, that's the cool thing about being. See, here's why you want to be a Christian, Matt, because no one else is going to tell you that. In fact, in most other religions, such a familial uh, uh, comparison would be kind of downplayed. Oh, that would be. Oh, oh no, we can't think of ourselves as the kids of God, uh, or, or as God as our daddy, which is actually how the Bible speaks of him as the Abba. But but that's the image here. Okay, so we got a father and we got two sons. Okay. Now, now, I had the chance to study this, Matt, so I don't mean to put you on the spot. I hope people understand this, that we come here because we've already worked and prepared this, but we've both worked and prepared different stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and I know you're a really bright guy, but I'm not. <laughs> no. So, so if you ask me something no, I haven't prepared, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't mean to put you on the spot. But, but do you have any idea who the, who the first son is? The son who said, no, I'm not going to go work in the field. And then he, I, I love the language here, he changed his mind and yeah. went. 
Well, I mean, I, yeah, for me, you know, I, I think this is a tricky parable in some ways. But, yeah. you know, just just from the context of the parable itself, and again, what Jesus says afterwards, you know, the tax collectors, the prostitutes will go before you. You know, that that leads me to believe, you know, think that, yeah, that, that first son who has that initial no, but then goes and does the Father's will. Jesus, I mean, to me, in Jesus' answer, he seems to be implying that, yeah, the, these are tax collectors and prostitutes, the first son. You know what, Matt? Great minds think alike. Uh, and then again, you and I think alike, too. Think so <laughs> probably at all levels, different you know, minds might think alike. But, but, but uh, no, I, just, I just love how you always say every other episode, you know, no, Matt, I don't mean to put you on the spot. And then you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mind at all, John. This is fun. I, I love the discussion. And, and, but I, I just, that's just kind of... Well, well here's, here's why I can I'm do that. I'm on to you, John. But, but, but see, here's why I can do that, Matt. Because see, what, what I love about working with you is, is right away, you, you go to the scripture, you know? You, you don't start making stuff up. Uh, but you go to what the context is. You know, we ask the question, who's the they? And I, I'm not sure. I, I really wasn't sure who the they is. But they said, well, of course, it, it's got to be the priest and everything, because that's who he's, he's addressing here. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, and you're right. I, I think that's obvious, because that's who he's talking about. He's talking about tax collectors and prostitutes. And they, of course, are are the son who didn't do what God wanted him to do. <laughs> yes. You know? Most uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, go, it's go important ahead, to acknowledge, yeah. I mean, you know, being a tax collector and a prostitute is not a good thing. <laughs> you know, I think no. I think that is important to acknowledge. They're not they're not doing what God wants them to do, and yet, you know, Jesus still, you know, as we see here, uh, lifts them up. You know, even as as an example. Well, so so here's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, I, I'm sure all of our listeners have already heard about tax collectors and how they 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 cheated people, they overcharged, they kept the extra money. Uh, they, they weren't collecting taxes for the Jewish nation. They were collecting it for the foreign oppressive Roman Empire. So they were they were regarded as collaborators. And, and of course, they, they were they were shunned. You weren't supposed to have anything to do with them. Same thing with prostitutes. Prostitutes, by the way, are supposed to be stoned to death. Uh, so, so, yeah, obviously they're not doing what God has told them to do. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. But, but see, this ties into the whole John the Baptist thing we had last week. You know, what do you think about John the Baptist, Jesus says? Because these are the guys that went to John the Baptist, yeah. see? These are the people that were flocking to the River Jordan to be baptized by John. <laughs> and so they are the people who, and, and, and Matt, here's, here's see, because I, I love doing this because I always learn something. Um, this phrase changed his mind, has changed his mind. And, and it's used again at the end of the parable, because that was the problem, he said, with you you leaders, you priests, mm, you did not okay. change your mind. Oh, okay. You did not, uh, uh, but, yeah. So the, the word we would expect there would be uh, repentance, right? Yeah, that, like that's metanoia. The word. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right, the Greek uh, word, yeah. But, but that's not the word that's used here. Interesting. Um, and in fact, I... I uh, I'm not sure I like changed his mind. I think they're just trying to say that it's something different than just repent. Uh, but but I think the word more has change of feeling, change of heart. Uh, it actually is the Greek word for remorse, to feel oh, okay. sorry, to feel sad about something. 
Um, and I think what Matthews is trying to do is teach us what repentance really is. Um, repentance isn't just that you stop doing bad stuff. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. stop doing bad stuff because they get caught. <laughs> or they're afraid of getting caught. Uh, and Matthew is trying to help us understand, no, true repentance comes when you realize what you're doing is just wrong. And that bothers you. You're sad about that. There's a remorse about that. And that's the word that is used here. Uh, and, and that's what's happening, right? What, what did Zacchaeus say he was going to do when he came to faith? You remember that story, Matt? Oh, yeah. So, he, you know, in addition, you know, he believes, but then he also not only repents, but also, yeah, he also gives back even more than, than what he stole from people. So, so, see, that's what's involved in repentance, the realization that, no, I've done wrong and I have to be different. Uh, Jesus says the same thing to the prostitute that's put before him. Uh, he doesn't want to stone her to death, but he does say to her, you, go, go sin no more. Um, so, so, okay, so obviously that is the first son, that, that is the son, because uh, these people, they did, they did f- repent, they were remorseful. Uh, and, and, and the other thing is that they believed they believed. And what was it? What was it that they believed, by the way, that this is the striking difference between them and the priests and the elders of the church? What is it that the tax collectors and prostitutes believed about Jesus, Matt? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I mean, did put believe- you on the spot. Yeah, you put me on the spot again. <laughs> yeah, I know, John. You didn't even give me a warning this time. No. No, <laughs> no but I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they believed who John the Baptist said he was right you yeah. know i mean yeah. they're, they're they're going to john uh he's coming in the way of righteousness and and in that way he's he's preparing the way for the one who right is the way of righteousness right so it, it seems to me yeah they believed what john the baptist said about jesus the one who's greater than him that comes after him oh man your answer was better than mine okay <laughs> I'm glad I put you on the spot, because <laughs> you're absolutely right. I never even thought of that, Matt. So, so, they, so they went there because he was preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. You know, everyone else was saying, you guys are all going to hell, and we don't really give a damn. <laughs> go yeah. on and go to hell. That's yeah. what you deserve. And, and so the Baptist is the only one who actually gives them an opportunity that maybe there's another way. There might be mercy. There might be forgiveness, compassion, as you talked about earlier. But but I think I think what you said is even better. And 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 John said, what did he say? There's the guy. <laughs> go after that guy. That's the guy you want to go after. Go after Jesus. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, and and that's where they went because he ate and he drank with tax collectors and sinners, didn't he? Yeah. If you're a priest, yeah. you're not going to have anything to do with them. Get them out of here. They can't even come into the temple. Don't even let me get close. And, and Jesus welcomes them in because the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Yeah. And what, um, what a scene that must have been, John. You know, that yeah, here's John the Baptist. The guy's wearing camel hair, right? Yeah. Eating locusts and wild honey, you know, out in the middle, in the wilderness. And here's tax collectors and sinners coming to him. Yeah. And, you know, they're both outcasts, right? But I think, I, I got to think, those are two very different groups of people, too. You know, tax oh, collectors man. probably were pretty wealthy, right? Yeah. Prostitutes, I'm guessing, probably not, you know, and and yet they're they're side by side because what they have in common is that they are outcasts. What they have in common is they know that they are sick people in need of healing, right? Sinners in need of forgiveness. And so all these very different people coming to be baptized and, uh, you know, what, what, what binds them together is a realization that they they need they need forgiveness. They, they need healing. 
Yeah, so, so economically rich, poor, totally yeah. different, and yet in spiritual harmony because they both know they're sinners. And, and by the way, I think if I was a tax collector, I probably would have taken offense at these words, and I probably would have said, well, I'm not like a prostitute. At least I'm doing something that is a God-given authority. John the Baptist doesn't ask me to stop being a tax collector. He just says, don't don't charge, overcharge people. But of course, that that's the thing, even for them, that the point is we're all sinners. That's how we share in all of this. Uh, so, by the way, some some episode we'll have to do tax collectors in, in Matthew because tax collector he's really really hard on tax collectors. He's the only one that compares them to prostitutes, for example. Yeah. But of course, he is a tax collector. Yeah. So, yeah. so when he does yeah. that, it's kind of a confession yes. on his part. You know, I maybe yeah, thought that I was kind of hoity-toity, just like you said, because of all the money and power I have. But yeah, no, I, I was nothing more than a prostitute. Sold my sold my life to make money. That that's what I did too. Uh, all right, we well, need to move on though. So who's the second son then? Who's the other son who said, "Oh, I'll do it," but but then he didn't do it. Who's that, Matt? Well, it, Jesus here seems to imply that that is uh, that those are the Jewish leaders, right? Yeah. The ones, yeah, that they're all for God. Yep, yep, Father. Yep, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be good. I'll be, I'll be your good son, your obedient son, and I'll, I'll, you know, do whatever you want me to do. And yet, and yet, they're not doing it. You know, even as Jesus is speaking to them, they're not. They don't believe. They don't follow him. They're doing just the opposite. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is that uh, uh, this whole Passover thing, this is why Jesus turned over the money-changing tables. Yeah. This is why he drove out the animal cells, because it was all corrupt. It was all a scam. It was all about making money if you're a priest, if you're a Jewish leader. It had nothing to do about celebrating God's deliverance of his people. And, and, and the, the thing about prostitutes, it's interesting. You know, the rabbis taught that you could, you could go to a prostitute. A, a prostitute, she, she's a sinner, but it's not a sin for you to go to a prostitute. It's only adultery if you have relations with some other man's wife. So mm. prostitutes are fair to go. And, and as you pointed out, the chief thing, thank you for pointing that out, what is the will of the Father? That you, you believe in the one he sent. That's what the will of the Father is. And of course, that's exactly the opposite of what they're doing. Now, before we run out of time, because here's the point. So where are we at, Matt? Which son are we? Because here's what impressed me. There's not a third choice. We'd like to think that there's a third choice where, oh, yes, Father, we'll do it, and then we go out and we do it. But according to the Bible, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you're either the son who is not necessarily doing what God would have you to do. And yet there's there's remorse of that. You feel bad about that. You feel sorrowful about that. You want to do different. And you believe. You believe that God still loves you and God forgives you and that Jesus died for you. Or you're the other son who says, oh, yeah, I'm doing what the Father wants. But, but you're really not. So where do you think we are, Matt? Where do we, you and me, where do we fall into that story? Oh, all John. of our listeners, yeah, because, all of our listeners, yeah. Yeah, you bet. You know, I mean, boy, yeah. I mean, uh, especially as, as religious leaders, John, you and I pastors, right? Yeah. You know, boy, Jesus isn't too kind to those guys here. But, you know, I would say when we, when we, um, I think a realization that, you know, that we are, I would say by God's grace, <laughs> that that first one, uh, that first son, that yeah, we do sin. We, we are no better than a tax collector. We're no better than a, a prostitute, right? Yeah. And we've sinned a thought, word, and deed by what we've done and left undone. Uh, but 
but we confess it, right? And, and we realize that we're in need of forgiveness. We realize we are imperfect, that we're sick and need healing. And, and then to, to come and to receive those words of absolution for Jesus' sake. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the category I would put us in, John. But, uh, boy, uh, just, I would, my only caveat would be that's by God's grace alone <laughs> that, that, we're, that we would be in that grouping. So, so here's the thing. I, I hope you and I, and I hope every person who's listening to us right now can see themselves as that first son, because as it says, those are the ones that are going to go into the kingdom of God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're the ones going to the kingdom of God. Uh, and it does require for us to kind of sit back and think, uh, because we, we're all sinners. We, we really are. Uh, for us as pastors, I think church can often be a source of sin, and that for us, church becomes a work. It becomes a, an obligation, a chore. Man, and now that I'm filling in, these churches have services at 9 o'clock in the morning, Matt. What is wrong with them? I'm a retired guy. I, I know that's up. early for you, John. I know it's early. I, I usually don't get up until 9 o'clock. Well, of course, I'm, I'm just making fun here, but... But yeah, we do. We 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 for pastors, it can become a job. It can become work, and man, that's that's a terrible sin when you realize that what church really is. It's my father's house. That's what it is, and he invites me to come to my father's house because the first thing he wants to tell me is that even though I I'm, I'm troubled, I'm disturbed because there are things, and it's not just that. I, I I'm also I also lost. I don't do prostitutes, but I do do lust, and I know that's adultery. And I, I, I don't cheat people, but I am a tightwad, and, and I'm selfish, and I'm greedy. I, I'm all of those things. And, and the first thing he does, he says, I know what you are, but you're forgiven. That's why I love Lutheran churches, because the very first thing the Father does is he says, Look, I know there are things that trouble you, but they're all taken care of by your brother Jesus Christ and his suffering, death, and resurrection. And then I'm hungry, and he says, Come and eat. And what a beautiful meal. And again, you can't get it anywhere else but the Lord's Supper. You will not get this at McDonald's, people. But there it is, the body and blood given and shed for us. And then we get together as a family, and we get to to talk to our dad. I, I, I talk to my dad all the time. I pray to God every night with my wife. But there's something about getting together with the brothers and the sisters and talking to dad. I remember, Matt, my father lived in Independence, Missouri, which was about a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive from where we were. We only got to see him a couple times a year. But, man, when we would see him, when we would come there with my wife and all of my kids, I knew that made him tremendously happy that we got to see him. So, uh, and, and see, Matt, if you don't think of church that way, then, yeah, then we are. We, we are sinners. But that's okay. That's why Dad says, come, come, because I'm going to remind you, you're still my children, and, and your brother Jesus has brought you forgiveness. So, yeah, let's hope and pray. Everyone here is, uh, uh, we're, we're that, that first son. We, we are aware of our sins. We are sorry for them. Uh, but we believe, we believe, see, uh, that we have God's love and forgiveness. Matt, I've left you 30 seconds. Anything you want to say to wrap this up real quick? Oh, no, a beautiful gospel, and you know we're we're welcome as as sinners, but you know even today God still welcomes even prostitutes, right, John? You know, I mean, oh, yeah. literal prostitutes. No matter who you are listening now, no matter what you've done, the Lord the Lord still welcomes you too. And He still eats and drinks, Matt, doesn't He? Every week in a lot of churches, He eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners.